You're listening to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, and I'm joined as always by my buddy and geek brother, Mario. What's going on, my friend? What's up? What's up? It's been a long time, friend. It's been been a while. a very long time. It's been like six months. Has it really half a year? Yeah. We saw our Has last episode really? was in June or July. I know it's been long, but I didn't realize how long. It's it's been a while, dude. It's it's been some time. Everybody's been craving for our voices again. They've been missing this sexiness. Of the a amount deep of voice. people are like, "Hey, you still doing that podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm still doing the podcast. It's kind of just on a bit My of a hiatus right now." Blew up with messages. The whole ten people who listen text me day after day <laughs> they're all your friends <laughs> not mine <laughs> hey everyone oh listened God, to like one episode show? for me and then it was like yeah no i'm not yeah no I'm like good. i i told them you were gonna go solo and they're like they deleted it like it was done they're like just marco <laughs> i don't think so no can't listen to that that guy's a fool nope not into that yeah we've also had like another buddy podcast kind of go away yeah and, also, uh, I don't know. He he started. We're talking about Mike's podcast, right? Yes, the Power Cycle. Yeah, so Power I used to cycle, listen to that, and that went away. R.I.P. Power Cycle. R.I.P. You guys were valiant in creating some of the most entertaining technology-related podcasts I've listened to. Um, but you've been laid to rest. Yes, R.I.P. R.I.P. But he started up another podcast called Screen Something. Give me a second. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yes, he used to he used to talk about it in his other podcast. A lot of gaming. Uh, yeah, split screen. There. But yeah. again, I don't know if it's just my app. But he hasn't posted a podcast since July of 2019. And when and I listened to that episode, because I only discovered it because of Power Cycle being like, "This is our last episode." Um, and maybe I'd never paid attention all that much before, not, you know, cause I tend to like listen to podcasts while I'm doing things. So sometimes I don't listen as intently as I, you think I would. So you made mention to that. He talks about his other podcasts, but I don't remember. He has. Yes, he has. I don't remember ever listening in him talking about the other podcast, but I found out because it was dying. Or they were ending the show. And so I reached out. I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, yeah, um, it's harder to do tech podcasts. So, And I really like gaming. So I do this gaming podcast with another one of my friends. I'm like, oh, cool. And so I subscribed to that one. And he hasn't really posted anything. So I don't know yes. if they just went on a hiatus or he just is done with podcasting or if he got busy. But... I just I would just hope he puts out another podcast on Power Cycle just being like anybody who listens to this if you want to hear a better podcast and uh you know there's two <laughs> guys who just like you know we are the winners you are the losers kind of thing um just go ahead and listen to uh you know Pixel Refresh because yeah. you know like the stepsister won bitches uh, so we're formally announcing a rebrand from Pixel Refresh to Power Cycle. We will be yeah. taking on the brand. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, Power Cycle. What, what, what do we you are call Power that? Cycling, not power to be cycling. confused with yeah. bikes. Wait, no, no, okay. no. Like we're not taking anyone's name. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we wouldn't do that. 
We're um, what what is uh, OnePlus called their charging again? We'll call our warp charge factory yeah. reset. <laughs> We're warp power cycle. We're warp power cycle. Okay, there correct. you go. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it was a great show. Yeah, and, it was uh, awesome. It's it's sad to see it go. Those guys were just uh, awesome to listen to. They just had some uh, really good. Super, and it was super mixed too. Like it was it yes. was a good balance of like tech related stuff and your everyday life kind of stuff. Yeah, you think about like, you know like talk about you know they had like yeah. this episode where they talked about like a weed vaporizer. I think was really mattresses. cool. Mattresses. Like mattresses was another thing, you know, but like ta- talking about like things in their day to day life that they use and leverage that actually use technology and, and just talking about the, you know, the week's news or whatever. So, but yeah, we're back. Um, shout outs to them. I, I think, you know what? Let's get into what the hell has happened in six months. So, you know, let's, let's give everyone a little refresh. Sure. A little pixel refresh and what's been happening in our lives. And maybe everyone wants to know why we've been gone for six months. Yeah. I mean, I think when we stopped recording, it was like June, July. The background pretty much is we both got really busy. It was really hard to find time between both of us to actually record with me trying to find and buy a new house and you with work-related stuff, like one big thing that happened, uh, you were unionizing at the time at work, and so you were busy with the union stuff, I was busy with trying to buy a house, and then subsequent months after even buying a house, and I don't even know if they finalized the union for you, but... Um, they, uh, they, they finalized it in the sense of that we're now unionized, but we haven't come up with the... There's not rules in place yet. Right. There's no agreement yet, but we are unionized. Oh, okay, cool. Um, And so these are like big things that took up a lot of our time. There's more personal things on Mario's end from him, from him that, that also took up his time. But for the, for me, for the most part, it was buying the house. It was moving. Like I only moved in maybe, you know, two months ago, basically. Wow. Two months. It's been that long. Um, yeah. And so my, my time has been dedicated to like unpacking and setting my house up and hosting people and, you know, repairing parts of my house, you know, you've got a new family member and, and my dog. Yeah. That's another big piece. Right. Um, when we stopped recording, I didn't have a dog and then maybe, no, I actually did have a dog, but he was so small and he wasn't around. I don't think you did yet. I don't think Yeah, because if you look at our last podcast, I bought I bought Ollie in like May. Okay. I bought him in May. So you I'm had pretty just sure gotten... we talked about him on a previous podcast before. But again, he was so small, right? He was he was a baby. We got him at eight weeks, so he was tiny. He wouldn't make any noise, he didn't bark, he he was a baby. And now he's a shit disturber. And now he's huge and he's a <laughs> troublemaker and he's going on one years old in a couple of months and he's He's a handful, even He's now. awesome, though. He's awesome. Uh, but he's adorable. I love him. And uh, he's also a big factor in, you know, the whole move. You know, moving with a dog is, it's not hard, but it's something you got to think about because dogs. They're affected by that. Yeah, that they don't, they don't, like humans just adapt. Oh, I live here now, whatever. You know what I mean? And you'll just adapt. Dogs are like, what? what is this place? I want to go home. You know, because to them, home is where they previously were living until they get used to it. 
But for the most part, a lot of people were telling me things about how he would act once we moved, and none of it came to fruition because he's just a really good tempered. You know, he's got a really good temperament. So right. So yeah, that that's pretty much it. And then, you know, you get into like the November. I move. December is like the holidays. You know, work is busy. Uh, we're about to go on like sometimes two week holidays, and so I think there was a point in time there. Me and you sat. Not sat down literally, but talked to each other. It was like, hey, we should probably start up this new thing, you know, this thing again in the new year. And it seems like um, we took the time and actually did it today. So, which is good. And hopefully we can figure out what the schedule is. I don't think this is going to be an every week thing. I think it's probably just going to be biweekly like it was before. Unless think, we figure out it's... a different format. That makes right. it it's, something it's one of those it's one of the things we've struggled with in the past and we'll continue to struggle with it especially because we still have a million things going on in our everyday lives yeah and uh i think you know we'll, we're just going to make it work because um it's not something you do unless you enjoy doing it unless you have a passion for it and that's why we do it um we're not here because uh you know any monetary any monetary gain because there is none. There it is really no monetary, is just, yeah. It's just passion. You know what I mean? And this yeah. is what we enjoy. We have, we're passionate for, you know, technology. Uh, also, we like to share, you know what I mean, information. Like, I love it when people ask me anything about technology that, you know, possibly I could give them some insight on. This is just what I enjoy doing. So, definitely, it's for, it's it's love of the labor. It's, it's... Um, yeah, no, I agree. So we, we make it work, right? Because we enjoy doing it. A lot of people, um, and I'm pretty sure this goes back to power cycle. You know, it, it's one of those things where you can, you can do it as, as long as you, you can, but it just becomes harder. It's also, you know, I think unless you're in like the journalism space, I think tech and, and this is like sort of like me alluding to more, but this podcast I think will evolve at some point to maybe even be less tech oriented. And and the only reason I say that is because tech is a really hard thing to talk about. Um, because tech is like the news, it's on a weekly cycle, right? So if you and I are talking about things that are like a couple of weeks old, maybe most of our listeners have already read something about it. And unless they're coming to us for our takes on that thing, they might be less likely to want to listen to, you know, us talk about something that's already been talked about a million times over. I agree, but I also think sometimes, you know, even in my in my everyday search for tech news, um, there's certain things maybe I don't understand as much. And then listening to maybe like, at least I, we try on our podcast, we try to simplify some of these terms and what they mean because like you can come up with a bunch of mumbo jumbo that maybe somebody doesn't understand yeah and then we try to take you through the hey this is what this means for this you know so uh, but i definitely agree with you it's really hard to cover anything like tech it's something evolving so fast as well and like you said there's there's updates every every day on you know technology that maybe you don't want to come and listen to it again but like i said our point is to try to simplify it 
Yeah. But I do think there are other topics that we generally used to and will continue to talk about when it comes to like, you know, movies, TV shows, gaming. And that's why I say I think this podcast will evolve is we'll eventually know and hopefully with more listenership, like we'll we'll know what people are here to listen to and just give them more of that. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's really important. Sorry. And that's why I think feedback is so important. You know, just don't go and leave, you know, um, a five star review or a one star review. Give us some feedback. Leave leave some comments. You know what I mean? Leave a review and, and tell us what we're doing. Yeah, that's right. And what we're doing, that's wrong. Or maybe you don't like and not everyone will have the same opinion, but we want to get the majority. Uh, you know, we want to get everyone kind of coming here to listen to what they want to listen to. Maybe we we go into certain things too much or certain things not enough and we're still trying to figure it out. Like I said, it's it's still evolving and it can only evolve with the help of the listeners. And and this this like we're back podcast is is gonna be a lot of just us talking about stuff like this. It's I think the bulk of this podcast is not gonna be tech related just because like we we wanna have that conversation with the audience and get them to know like this is what's up you know but with that being said maybe we should move on to like unless you want to cover anything else let's get to what's new with tech and there's so much in the last six months oh we're definitely like there's even some things that are not worth you know playing catch up on just because hey it's done it's past it's it's over so what's for you what's the biggest thing that's happened that we should that you want to cover there's just so much, man. There's like, and we got what CES coming up. CES is in like two days. Two days, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're gonna be bombarded with more tech, which is like really exciting because there's a rumor going around that Apple's gonna be at CES for the first time in years, and that's because they want to show off. They're like getting really serious about HomeKit, but I don't want to talk about that. We'll talk okay, about let's, that we'll another talk about time. Once but we like, get some... that is like. Oh, exciting type shit. Okay, so CS is, is going to be talking about the new Snapdragon, if I'm not wrong. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I would, I actually maybe don't know Maybe we'll be. see it in some phones that get shown there. I don't know they if any already sh- have phones it in get phone. shown at. Yeah, but I mean more phones. A reference device. They have it in a reference. Yeah, who gives a fuck about a reference device? A reference device is important for no, so many No, it's not. Reasons. It's a reference device. It's got like, okay. it's ugly. It doesn't make any sense. It is ugly. 100% is ugly. It looks like an uglier Pixel 4 XL. Exactly. It doesn't make <laughs> any sense. It's not a practical phone. It's a reference I don't, phone. I don't, I'm not talking about the Pixel X 4 XL people or the 4. I'm not talking about that weird bezel on top. I'm not doing it. Just letting you know. So anyways, <laughs> um, let, let's talk about the Snapdragon 865. Okay. Adreno 650. Yeah. Let's talk about this. There's a, this is like, it's got I'm a built-in 5G antenna. It's the for, first Forget chip. that for a second. Okay. Forget that for a second because that really doesn't matter to us Canadians yet. And I do have some info on the 5G, but it but just But you could say it doesn't matter, matter to a lot of places in the world. Right. Honest. It doesn't matter yet. It's kind of like having a 4K TV and you just came out with blu-rays no, are it's the like only it's thing like available. having an 8k tv and we're barely at 4 right. right it's now. literally that is what it is right now we're we're introducing 8k tvs when we're just starting to get the best out of our 4k which TVs. which we'll probably see more of at ces more 8k tvs yeah we will definitely oh you know what talking about 8k do you know that the new Snapdragon 865 records in 8k it can record in 8k it can record in 8k it is limited to i think like 10 minutes or so 
but it can record in 8K. That is incredible. That is, yes. There are a lot of incredible things about this new Snapdragon. And, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some. You know, you know what they have theoretical speeds for that 5G chip? Yes, I do know what the, the speeds are. The downloads are, like, are 7,000 megabits. Yes, yeah, 7.5, and the upload uh, is 5? No, it's, it's uh, three. Two, uh, 3 point something, right? Jeez. Or 3, yeah. It's insane. Now, these are theoretical, right? That's on, that's on, on sub-6 so- and millimeter wave, but those are complicated terms that I'm not going to explain. There's a lot of things that are complicated terms when it comes to, <laughs> you know, like a processor and all this. But Yeah, it could do some- 8K30. It can do 8K30, yes. Wow. Yes. for And, like, it is limited to a time just like 4K is – I don't even – I think 4K is still limited to a certain amount of time, much more than 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, to be honest. Maybe 30 minutes, but it's it's because of heat dissipation. You know why this, this Snapdragon chip is so important? Why? It's because, first of all, they're catching up to Apple's processors. So right now it's the A13. They're catching up. Yeah. And not only that, it's like like a 25 to 30% boost over their 855, which is a big deal because like Apple has gone from their 812 to their 813 and that's been like I think they said it was like a 10 or 15. Realistically it was like a 5% boost. There wasn't a huge difference yeah. from the 812 to 813 because they're already great processors. But that's why the Snapdragon is important. It's a huge leap. You know what I mean? And and just yeah. to talk about some of the things that are, are here, uh, we talk about like performance and efficiency boosting up by 25%. So like your battery lasting longer, but you have more power. Just like any other processor, this is what we expect. But these are big numbers. And this is what is exciting about it. And and okay, like I don't want to go into the number thing. We try to like keep it simple. What that means is your phone lasting longer and and just being outperforming your phone that then lasts as long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we um, – same thing with graphics. There's actually a really cool – a lot of cool things to do with the, the graphics, the Adreno 650. One, one of the big things is that they are now allowing separate driver updates. Oh, sick. Like through the store? Right, through the store. So – your graphics are just going to get better with driver updates, just like they do on your PC. Yeah, that's pretty dope, to be honest. That's 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 a big step. You know what I mean? That's, that's huge. That's really good because right now, where I think the uh, the processor is slacking yeah. when it comes uh, up to you know comparing up to the A13, the iPhone processor is graphics, 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 and also single core. Single core has always been the champ for um iphone device uh, yeah apple's uh chipsets it's always been like the achilles heel of the snapdragons but they're catching up their cpu power is really good the processing power in this new chipset yeah it's just awesome and then they've also got support for 144 hertz displays so this thing could so that's crazy but i mean that's you know no i I don't want to sound 90 hertz we've seen what is it in the in the uh in the Asus phone, the Rogue phone, it's um, it's one twenty-five or something. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm trying to get at is like that's to me, I don't think that's that's that impressive. And the only reason I say that is because like pushing more pixels quicker is like a thing that we have been doing. Like, there's the, what is the Razer phone like a hundred and twenty hertz? Yeah, that's that's what they max out at right now. Right, right? and so one hundred and forty-four is not like that much higher. Right? It's I mean, not on but desktop PCs. We're already at like 160. We're plus. talking about mobile devices here and a mobile. Chip. But even then, I think I think it's 
with that logic, I think it's even easier to push that many pixels quicker because the screens are smaller. Right. You know. But it, it's it's a step forward. It only means it's going to get better, and that's what's exciting. Yeah. No. Definitely. We've got HDR10 Plus and Dolby Vision support. Yes. Right. And, yeah. And another really cool thing we have here is the um, the Spectra that also has HDR10 Plus, HDR10 as well. Both versions. Anything that has HDR10 Plus, I'm assuming, would be backwards with HDR10. I don't know. I don't know. That's I'm assuming Maybe. so. They have the Spectra 480 ISP, which is a big boost in camera performance. Okay. And I know everyone loves camera, right? Camera performance. You're going to get, you know, higher resolution pixels up to 200 pixels. 200, 200 megapixels. megapixels. Yeah, wow. 200 megapixels, okay? 200 megapixels, as I just said. <laughs> yeah, 200 megapixels. <laughs> AK video like we talked about and yeah. slow mo at 960 frames per second. That's huge. Unlimited recording. So besides the no reference maximum, device, has no this minimum. been put in any phone? This is in the reference phone, from what I understand. But it's only in the reference phone, right? Now. It's only in the reference phone. Oh, here's the crazy part. So about only it. time will tell on if any of this stuff is actually comes to fruition. No, this is this is what usually happens. Okay. Okay. The reference phone comes out. Yeah. They put it on Geekbench. Uh, you know, there's like three main test uh, things they put it on, you know, to test it. And everything they've put it on. And, and some of them, I think Geekbench, it, it beat I, iPhone by a little bit. And then uh, I forgot what the other one's called. It, it like lost by just a touch. Yeah. And then the other one, iPhone bet it. And uh, I can't remember the names. I'm sorry, people. I'm pretty sure the geeks out there are like, it's called this. And this tested the, the and you two and you two and the and, and Geekbench. And then there's... Another one, another one that's really good too. Okay. Yes, that's what it was. Here's the thing. Usually when it comes out on um, a reference device, when Samsung comes out with it, or let's say the OnePlus, which I wouldn't be surprised, the OnePlus or any of these other companies, they usually actually make it a little bit faster. Okay. So, so we can expect the, you're it saying to get is better. The, refer the reference device is generally slower than what is I'm not. Possible. I'm not talking by days, right? I'm not talking like immensely slower. But usually, once they tweak it, it's actually a little bit faster okay. when it comes out on the final stage in the product. You know, Samsung, Google, whoever decides. I, so I'm telling who you right uses, now. Who uses Qualcomm chips, though? Is it Samsung that uses Qualcomm chips? Like Because they Everyone also have uses, their Exynos chips, right? They do, so, but that's not North America from what I understand. I think North America. Okay, so or the maybe Exynos there are some, doesn't exist in America. I don't North think America. so. I don't think so. I think every and, and I know all our Canadian versions of Samsung phones are all Snapdragon. Okay. None of them are their their. Uh, so it could be like an exclusivity set. thing that they can only like. Or it's maybe because provide. of certain uh, like um, it could be an exclusive uh, agreement, right? Or it could be like, what do you call it? Radio uh, frequencies they need. Okay. In certain countries, and, and that's they, where it they matters. just don't have the tech for that in the maybe? Exynos type stuff. I, I I haven't researched that to be the uh, to be honest, but I know like. I think in the states as well they do have the. Well, I know bands is a big thing, like spectrum bands that your phone can operate on. For those who don't know what we're talking about when it comes to bands, your cell phone has a radio antenna in it, essentially, to relay data and voice calls to the cell tower that is closest to you and back. Um, each one of these cell towers has a range of frequencies. Uh, that is outlined in megahertz, I think. Um, and these frequencies um, are used by our carriers, but in different places around the world, they have different, they have different spectrum. They have different megahertz 
so you'll find that you can maybe buy a phone from China and ship it to Canada for super cheap, let's just say. That's highly unlikely. But their phone might not work here because they don't have the same spectrum bands that we do or they don't use them for the same things that we do. It just just like a very local case would be when um you know Freedom Mobile which was um when mobile at the time came out with AWS which is a spectrum of 1700 and I think 2100. Yeah. Now many devices weren't built with that band in them because they didn't use them anywhere else and it didn't at least not in Canada and it didn't matter. So you had phones that only worked on win mobile if they had that band which some of them did if they were like international versions right? yeah where they worked on almost anywhere like your every apple iphone i think after like the six started to have that band in it so like i don't remember yeah, exactly i what mean it's up to the manufacturer in. to include or not right include so that band, now right? it's so. like almost every at least every modern phone almost works on freedom mobile but even that's then, also I don't actually think... i think how they save money right when they make a phone for like a market that needs cheaper phones they make it so that that phone only works with the bands in that market you know right of course try to sell different phones in different markets yeah and that's why you'll look at phones especially when it comes to samsung they'll have like let's say it's a 960 it'll be a 960 w for canada 960 u for a different country and then 960f for a different country you know what i mean different yeah. area <clears throat> and that's how they they keep it also warranty matters with those phones right like certain warranties won't be covered in countries if you have a different model phone yeah if you definitely. got a phone outside of your yeah of your area right so that's why you'll look at sometimes oh you know it includes u.s warranty well guess what that's not a canadian warranty. interesting so, yeah. i didn't know that that's really interesting i think that um the really important thing to take from this is that this is a huge leap for snapdragon you know what i mean this is also like even their AI has boosted big time in performance. Yeah. Which is very important too, because like a lot of things are done with AI now, you know, the Google assistant, they're trying to go more, um, you know, doing everything locally on the device versus, you know, the cloud. And you need AI power to do that. Especially when you're doing things like tran transcripting, you know, um, voice and in different languages or, you know, and, and, and like, you can see this happening a lot. And I'm just really excited because it's about time because as much as people are like, hey, my Android phone has got 12 gigs of RAM and a Snapdragon 855 plus. Yeah. It was still being outperformed all the time and all the, the benchmark tests by an Apple device. Now, I will say one thing. Yeah. This Snapdragon could be amazing. The power outputs could be amazing. In the end of the day, everyone, it still very much comes down also to software. Yeah. Yeah, it, Very it's all going to depend. Like the we make these chips more and more powerful, smaller and smaller. Hopefully, they do two things: they perform really well, they use less energy. I think that's a big part. And like you were just saying, I totally agree. It all comes down to software. We've said this many times in the past. The difference between the Android platform and the iOS platform is that historically, Apple's been able to get more out of their phone even though their phones had like worse chips, I would say less Ram, less Ram. And it's because their software hardware combination is tightly, super tightly coupled to each other. They're just married so well. They're married well. And it's harder on Android, I would say, because 
Android is a platform distributed by a company that doesn't, well, used to, they do now, but didn't make hardware before. And so Google is actually trying to do the thing that Apple is doing by making an OS that is tightly coupled with the hardware that they create. Um, so you and, might and find in the future that the best Android experience is the Google Android experience. Right. And talking about, uh, I just as a side note, there has been a lot of news when it comes to hardware. We know that Google purchased, uh, you know, a division of HTC, which builds phones, which now builds phones for them, the Pixels. Yep. And uh, we know that they bought a, uh, um, a smartwatch division of, um, sorry, what Fossil. are they called? They bought Fossil's Fossil. smartwatch division. And then recently they also bought Fitbit. Yes, they did. They bought so Fitbit. So they did buy Fitbit. So there's there's probably a lot of new things coming out. Which we should be excited for. Which they're under investigation for, but that's another Really? Story. So that'll be a conversation for another day. I, I have to research yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, when one of the biggest data conglomerates buys a phone, buys a company that has a good majority of, you know, the U.S.'s smart, health data. Not smartwatch, health, health, yeah. Uh, that's, that that's can be flag. concerning. Right. I don't, I don't think it's an issue, but anyone who had a Fitbit who found out about the situation, um, I heard a lot of people being like, no, Google, I do not want you to have access to my data, blah, 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 right? So we live in a very interesting era when it comes to data and privacy and who owns who and all that stuff. And Data is king. I think there we will spend another podcast, maybe the next podcast or whatever, we should spend a, a a podcast just talking about those particular topics and what they mean for the world because I think it's really important. I think there's a couple of tips that I can help that we both can bring to the table to help people, you know, better manage the data that they have, you know, and who sees it and how it gets used and so on. So, oh, good, good idea. I think we should do that. But uh, but yeah, so that's Getting that's back another to the big thing. Dragon, yeah. But yeah, th- this this chip is really impressive. Uh, it is. I was looking it, up specs of this chip versus the A13, and it, it beats the A13 by like a couple of points. I would say, like maybe. Five I think they're or six very points. close, and and for me, that's like if you've come up to and and what I want you to do is compare like the 855. It's a huge jump, and that's where it matters to me. It doesn't matter if it's better than the A13 when it comes to hardware. It doesn't ba- matter if it's not as good or just as good what matters to me is that they're innovating they've 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 kept the same size you know what i mean they haven't made it any smaller i nope. think it's a seven, seven nanometer yeah still seven small. nanometer but For those who don't understand so what seven nanometer is is it's tinier than a penny basically yes and that's the size of the processor that so brings, like, we're putting we're for lack of a better way of putting it and people might disagree but i think at this point we're getting to a point where we can put desktop grade processing in something that is basically the tip of your pinky which is batshit it's It's absolutely insane insane. that's it's the future like i just blew your mind you thought about that for a second you're like holy shit like think about it even a processor in a in a computer is a good size. I don't know if it's 13. Is it 13? They're like 14 nanometer. 14, right? Yeah. 
it's still big. Like it's go, still big. Whoever's and, listening and to this, like, bigger, and you don't right? know what tech is, like, go onto YouTube, look up Intel CPU, okay, or latest Intel CPU, and you'll see someone showing you what a computer chip, a chip that goes into your computer, looks like. And the ones that go into computers are very similar to the ones that go in laptops. The difference is the one in laptops are soldered to the board versus in a CPU, in a computer, a desktop, you can take them out. Right. They're just pins. Yes. They're just pins. Either pins on the board or pins on the processor. On the processor. Exactly. Now, imagine taking something like, you know, know, a mid-tier Intel's chip and making it the size of the tip of your pinky. The tip of your pinky. Our phones are supercomputers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about it, our phones are definitely supercomputers. Yeah, like to... the quantum yes. computing is like around the corner. Like one hundred percent. So I just want to I want to end it off by saying this is a great future for Snapdragon. If they keep going this this way and they keep like improving this way, there's definitely a really good future. And there's always been a future for Snapdragon, but I think like a lot of people have been disappointed in Snapdragon, and they're just like, come on, why are we like? Not they've been like the AMD of the CPU world, and even AMD is stepping up their game. You know what I mean? The and, world uh, is changing. Yes, the world is changing. So I'm excited for the new Snapdragon. There's there's probably going to be a few changes. All the things I said, like I said, were from reference uh, device, and they could get better, possibly even get worse. I don't know for sure. Yep. Um, but I'm excited, and I can't wait till it's out. I can't wait to see the first device. I'm still thinking. It's going to be like some ran- random device, like OnePlus. You it might, I mean? it might be that. just a Samsung device, to be honest. It might be a Samsung, like an S11. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be dope. I'm excited to see what the future of mobile phones is. And talking about phones and mobile devices and the processors in them, how do you run this processor? How do you get the most out of it? with a battery right like everything especially when it comes to mobile yeah it, it, it matters all on that battery battery life is a big thing for people is a big thing and that's it's why the metric that runs the world right power you know whether we get it clean or clean sources renewable sources you know fossil oil you know what i mean like it's like the world runs on it like let's just go back to here in Canada, I think it was 2001, we had the blackout. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember exactly what year. I, I went through that. It was like a, a week or something of like no power. And like I used to have dreams of the fan turning on. It was it was hot summer at the time a when week. this happened. Wow, jeez. I don't remember Yes, I was in one of the long. worst areas. I know some people came up back like three days. Yeah. I was in like in the areas it took the longest to come back. I lived in like the... Uh, we were the, like overnight, I feel. Oh man, I was, I was like the, our area because we lived in a building with backup generators. No, I did. I was so unlucky. I remember having my brother Ricardo, who was smaller at the time. Yeah, and uh, I used to wake up and I was like, I swear I heard the fan turn on, just like sweating, because it all happened to me. I had the original Xbox at the time. I had just rented a game. I can't remember what game it was. I put it in, and the game started up, and all the power turned off, and I was like. What the hell? Like, damn it. No way. And it literally was like, I don't remember if it was like midday or something. I know it was not nighttime when it happened. Yeah. It was like midday or something. And I was like about to play Xbox. And I was like, what the hell? No way. Like, come on. You hate me, Jesus. You hate me. (laughs) You know, but then I I realized the power didn't come back in a few hours. And it was all over the news. Hey, 
you know, like we've got a major issue here. There's been a fire. And, and this, you know, this story is actually a lot more in depth. I watched the whole documentary about it and it's uh, it's pretty interesting in what happened, but I'm not going to go into that, but I will say it was devastating. But if we had the technology we're going to talk about right now, yeah, we wouldn't have had to deal with this because there would have been a solution. And, and, and here's what it is. We're going to talk about solid state batteries, the future of the battery, the potential and future, the potential future. I, think I think we're it's there the future, yet, but yeah, I think it's the, I think within the next five years, this is going to be mainstream. I hope so. Solid state batteries, something as big as like, um, just to give you guys an example of why I talked about the blackout. If you had something as big as like a trailer yeah, in, in a solid state battery form, yeah, you could power a neighborhood. You for a very long time Jeez. you yes so like this is the future we're going through that that blackout wouldn't have been such an issue they've could have made these mobile solid state batteries that would have that would have you know just saved a lot of headaches yeah and and, and you know uh but let's get into solid state batteries what are they what do they mean for the future of devices um so basically and I'll let you take this. Can you can you explain to them the difference between a solid state yeah. and a, like a, a lithium battery that we use right now? Yeah, definitely. So a solid state battery is distinguished from a like a conventional lithium ion battery by replacing the liquid or I guess sometimes it's polymer electrolytes. It's a liquid inside the battery that allows current to flow through the battery. Uh, and it basically is what holds the charge essentially um and so what a solid state battery is scientists are working on making that liquid into a solid a solid polymer or solid um yeah a solid polymer um this will allow batteries to be more energy dense so they'll have more capacity in the same space as previous batteries also be a lot less dangerous because the problem with current batteries and we've all seen this you know samsung's exploding phones iphones exploding devices being you know hit with a hammer and exploding um the problem is is i'm pretty sure there are two types of chemicals in a battery and when the two types of chemicals touch each other they cause an explosive reaction um and that's no bueno because that means things like if a Tesla gets into a car accident that's that bad, it could explode, you know. Right, and, and they do have systems to stop this from happening. You know, they do have fail systems, and but there's still a chance. Yeah, the, and we've you seen know, there's, there's in the news like, you know, a self-piloted Tesla, you know, X, Model X, hit a you know a barrier and then blew up like five minutes later nobody was harmed nobody was still in the car but but that's the thing like you shouldn't have to worry we shouldn't have to worry about something as expensive as a model x exploding you know um because it just shouldn't be a thing and it is you know batteries are dangerous and it seems like the tech that we're trying to build here is going to make them a lot safer. Yeah, not not only a lot safer, but a lot more powerful. You know. Yes, there there are a lot of benefits to this technology, the solid state battery, and and it, it. I I look back at like 
hard drives. And I think about when we got the solid state hard drive and how big of a leap that was. Yeah, that was huge. In performance, you know, and now we've gotten to the point where we could make the solid state hard drive even smaller, which is the um, EV, uh, EVME or NVMe whatever. NVMe SSDs. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> I was totally blanking there. Yeah, but yeah. yes, those have even gotten smaller. They have. Faster. Do you know what I mean? So going solids versus, you know, moving or liquids it's it's there's huge benefits to it and and talking about what you were talking about what it's made of one of the main issues with with the type of batteries we have with now like um lithium is yep. dendrites you know yeah and i don't know if i'm saying that properly you were saying to me that these are like scar tissue in a battery they're like scars so like every time uh like it's two metal poles and like a liquid in between just think of it that way yeah and the power has to go through and over time as a, as the battery gets older it causes these like little ripples or scars in the gel, and that's what causes degradation in your uh, in your battery. That's what causes it from you know charging at a hundred percent, and you know your battery life only being like sixty percent in in like maybe two years or so. Yeah, that's what's causing it. It's it's all these little ripples, all these little scars are not allowing it to hold all the energy it could before and to travel between each other easier. Yeah. And that also, because maybe, too maybe many those scars are like gaps in the gel. You know? Right. So the, you won't have this issue with solid state battery, which means it's going to last a lot longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like, that also important. means I think the biggest key piece here is that like, you'll get more energy in the same density, you know, which Correct. is crazy because then that means that like, you know, cell phone batteries, for example, where currently, you know, you can fit like 6,000 or, you know, sorry, 3,000 milliamp hours, you know, battery into like an Android phone, you know, or even an iPhone. You can have the same size battery in that same place, but it actually now outputs a lot larger of a density. Again, I don't know what the difference will be or what that means. Yes, I'm, I'm assuming. Like, that I don't know math. if it's a couple hundred more or a couple thousand more. Uh, it might even be hours. like, it might even be uh, measured different. Could be, yeah. They could possibly not be using that milliamp anymore, but they'll, for sure, there's if if this comes into fruition, for sure there will be a conversion, right? Like our solid state battery at, and you're gonna hear things like this. Our solid state battery at half the size and half the weight doubles your lithium battery yeah. uh, time, you know, and, and that's the future. And also charging is going to be a lot faster. Um, you, there's so much, you know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure there's many hurdles to make this come into, you know, an actual product. And uh, the people working behind it are um, like top people. I forgot his name right now. I'm sorry. It's like Elon something Musk. good. No, no, there's, there's another gentleman who's like, one of the first guys who invented or like worked on batteries. Oh, I, I and uh, I forgot his name right now. He's like a superstar when it comes to batteries, and he's working on this right now. And and that's why everyone's super excited. Another another big people like big companies. All the all the yes, big Tesla, major all these companies are investing. Are, like, I I looked it up. It was like Ford, Hyundai, Nissan, Toyota, and Volkswagen are all working on board on are they're all investing in solid state battery research uh it also i think mentioned like just some chinese electric vehicle companies and a company called fisker i think fisker and, made that karma vehicle right. the electric sports car 
And I would have to say, like, usually manufacturers, okay, they care about batteries that last longer and, you know, providing you with a better product. Yeah. But in the end of the day, their most important thing, is it easier to manufacture and is it cheaper? And the answer to both of those are yes. It's easier to manufacture and it'll be cheaper to manufacture. Yeah. And it's going to be more environmentally friendly, which is like a bonus for them. Yeah, because right now you can't really... I mean, they have like proper disposal of batteries, but I don't think like we can recycle them all that well. No, and and a really cool thing about this too, and this this comes into you know, cars, car batteries, and and other and other situations. But this batter, these batteries can handle everything from minus twenty to sixty degrees. Yeah, that's so. This is a big deal. That's good. You know what I mean? Because that that means that means that they can operate at peak capacity like basically all the time all the time and and right we were talking about lithium batteries versus you know solid state what they're saying right now is you'll have about 2.2 to 5 times as much energy as a lithium battery for the same 2 2 to 5 times 2.2 to 5 times more jeez that's wow. a big deal that's huge yes if they got to that 5 times that's like 2.2 massive. even at 2.2 Right, that's like that's having double your battery. Yeah, power it's like the same three thousand. Of... Yeah, it's like six over six. Like if you have a three thousand milliamp hour battery, that means for the same density, you're having you get six thousand milliamp hours. We could get to a point where like phones last weeks, weeks on a single charge. Phones, especially because we're going like we just spoke about processors becoming more efficient, yeah. and giving you more power. Now here's a battery that provides more power your processor that's become more efficient. So just with that processor and the lithium battery, you got an extra hour, but now you're like getting two extra hours. Yeah. And I mean, that's your been batteries. the thing, right? That's been the, the reason why we make chips smaller and more energy efficient is because batteries are not getting better. Right. And that's I mean, the they are, but not significantly in the way. No, ways. they've made no huge jumps. Right. And that's where we're at right now with battery technology. Yeah. Everyone's like, why can't we get something better? Yeah. You know, why so is all this, the companies are, are like, OK, well, then we'll make chips that are powerful, but use less energy. You know, we'll make and we'll make displays that are beautiful and vibrant, but use less energy. You know what I mean? And there's there's so much like possibilities. Like think about all the places this can be implemented in if you're somebody who uses a prosthetic arm that runs on battery yeah now this is it huge. can be lighter this is and huge run for longer. like the robot apocalypse medical like, yeah <laughs> definitely robots are like <laughs> this is what we're waiting for let's like go. skynet is charlie like can only last for one day technology. like <laughs> yeah they're the ones working on it actually in the factory robots <laughs> yeah exactly no, but this is like a huge, like medical wise, there are so many small medical devices that use batteries that maybe aren't so safe or don't last as long as they, they, you know. No longer will be. you have your heart taken out of your body and replaced by a battery like in the movie Crank and need to worry about getting juiced up. Yes, you'll just be, you'll be good. <laughs> and then, and then we go to like the, the small things that really we don't think about, but there's a lot of technology now that isn't going anywhere because of battery size limits yeah. like you know we have like okay there's smart rings but they really can't go anywhere they got to be charged well that could be a possibility yeah they won't have to be charged so much you know like uh your wireless headphones are going to get a huge but even boost. even as like an application for medical like you were just saying sorry to cut you off there but no like problem. you know think of think of like you were saying prosthetics think of small little 
you know, think of the world in which we're trying to currently in the medical space, they are literally trying to make bionic arms and limbs, you know, uh, or exoskeletons or exoskeletons. But like, think of a bionic limb, like a fully mechanical limb that you can control with your brain. But right now you have to have like basically a backpack strapped to your back of batteries in order to run this thing, you know, versus like, you could probably build this thing that is that's lighter and more energy efficient and put solid state batteries inside the arm right you know so that all it is is like a couple to your arm type thing and now you've got your you know you're good you can use your arm you're good. or you could use your leg or you could use your whatever you know or even there's, like you were just saying limitless. the exoskeleton application of something that is helping your body take it helps you take the strain off your body by making you three times, four times stronger than you actually are because it's assisting right. and job you. sites. And, and, and it doesn't matter what the application is like. These things are not plausible because of the restrictions of like batteries. Yeah. All the things that were restricted to, hey, we have to have this wired in all the time or the battery only lasts so much. You know, they're all being restricted by this battery. And once you cut that restriction... I'm telling you, this is not going to be a small little jump. No. This is going to be a leap. It's going to be huge. And technology. It's going to be... We're going to see more electric Sorry. cars. Like, all, you got to think of it. All the... All electric... The, this will kill the gas vehicle. I'm telling you right the now, The gas vehicle battery, is, like, on its way out. Every manufacturer... It's on its way out, but the main Every major right manufacturer now, is already looking into EVs. Like, Tesla... Tesla came out and started something and said, we are making vehicles because we want more people to make vehicles this way. And they've, well, what, they've what accomplished the biggest... that goal. There are more EVs in existence than there was 10 years ago. 100%. But what is the biggest drawback of an electric vehicle right now? An range. EV? Yeah, it, battery 100% range. is the, the battery. So I think once this solution, like what, what also makes an EV super expensive? Batteries as well. Yeah. And the so other thing about EVs, which efficient... I found out really, was really interesting, is because for those of you who don't know, because there are so many batteries in the EV, technically those those cars are heavier than most cars like them. Right. So like, for example, a Model S, just your standard sedan, is probably way, way heavier than an equal sedan from like Audi or a something. Toyota Corolla yeah, or something. or Toyota Corolla. Because the batteries take up or make up a majority of the weight. And they've done their jobs. Like why those things perform very well is because, you know, they know that there's a weight on the batteries. So they have to make, they have to engineer the rest of the vehicle to be as quote unquote light, light as possible or else it just, and it would be a heavy chunking, you know, thing. And that's a great example of like, you're not just going to get more range based on a battery that can carry more. You're going to get more range based on a battery that can carry more and weigh less. Yeah than a battery that can carry less and weigh more. So it's 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 going to be a huge leap. It's going to be safer. Talking about battery weight, though, uh, one of the crazy things was the, uh, is it the Model X, the SUV, right? Yeah. It was one of the hardest cars to flip. Like, it was unflippable almost. And I think it has a lot to do with that weight. Yeah, because the, the weight the of the vehicle is under the car. So you've it's got, like, distributed like it's very hard through to flip the bottom car, of yeah. the car, isn't it? 
Like that's yes, where for all sure. the batteries it's, That's are. what it is. Yeah. It's at the bottom of the car. You can even like remove it from underneath the car because it needs to be serviced. Yeah. So the, the, that was one of the things that like Tesla came up with. I don't know if they still do it, but like I remember seeing like a future in which like when your batteries are like depleted or they're not really good anymore, instead of taking out a bunch of different cells and trying to replace them to try to figure out what cells are bad, what cells are good, they would just take the entire bottom like part of your car off and put a right. new entire bottom of your car on like just it the battery pack part right it brings me back to when you used to be able to swap out a battery on your phone yeah it's no different That's but i mean you get to a point where like if solid state batteries are as good as they sound on paper then you get to a point where like phones won't need replaceable batteries you know they'll last a lot longer you don't have to deal with that scar tissue issue you know what i mean Things like something We're already simple, at that like point your, where your, manufacturers don't want to make removable batteries anyway. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. They don't want to make removable batteries anyway. So this is like well, they don't want to logically make user replaceable batteries. Yes, that's true. You know, like they're still removable, but you have to you have to take the phone apart to get it. That's yeah, what yeah. I meant. They're not removable like at home yeah. unless you're you know someone who's experienced. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think it's it's I can't wait, man. I really do hope. It happens, but even you know, because small, I've, I've even heard smaller of, devices like think of like, you know, Apple power watch. tools, <laughs> Apple watch man. or Apple, Apple watch. But I'm, I'm thinking like I, I, I've recently purchased a home. So I have this really random innate attraction to power tools. And so I watch videos about people going to conferences where they talk about new power tools and the battery technology they use in batter and, and power tools is still like, you know, cell batteries you know like uh you know 18650s if 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 anyone doesn't know what that is it's it's a battery that looks like a regular double a battery but bigger right right and they put a bunch of those cells and they solder them together to make the capacity of your battery and what 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 tool companies do is they put those batteries in that little plastic housing you know and then they put a lid on it which is soldered to it so that you know, it outputs to the tool itself. But imagine in a world where you could fill the cavity of that, you know, bottom piece with a polymer or, you know, this type of battery. And it, it, it allows for tools to last longer. You know, this is great for applications where people are on site and they, you know, don't want to constantly be swapping out batteries. It also means that tools themselves if we get to a point where these batteries can output more energy, right? The tools themselves could be just way more powerful. Right. You know, and lighter and lighter. Right? Yeah, like yeah. think about when you put pop in a battery in your cordless drill, like that adds a huge amount of weight to it. Now imagine adding a battery that's, you know, a quarter of the weight, half the size, but triple the power. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's like a big deal. Think, so think I think of all the things is, that we talked could potentially about. It. It's endless, be cordless, man. You know, if the it batteries literally were is huge. endless. You know. Yes, there's there's a lot of things that even, and and this goes in hand in hand with like and and I don't know how this technology would work um, together, but I'm assuming it would work the same. It goes hand in hand with like wireless technology. Yeah. And wireless charging, you know, because if you have a battery that's uh, more efficient to charge in the sense of, you know not restricted by like a liquid but now it's a solid state and and they could absorb energy faster and still be stable 
then that's like a big step even for like wireless energy because a lot of wireless energy, the issue is losing a lot of energy, right? And that has to do with the coils, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it also has to do with what the battery can absorb. What can, yeah, what it can accept, yeah. Right, so Through like, that method and heat, charging. right? And heat is a big issue too. So I don't think solid state, and I don't remember reading anything about this, but I don't think they have the same heat issue. Yeah. So it, it's a huge step like all around. This is going to be like, I'm telling you, it's like... um. What can we compare it to as in when maybe when cell phones became a big thing? It changed yeah, everything. Yeah, like smartphones. Like a like big revolution in changed the world, the world. was, it was like a when big, Apple announced I think, the iPhone. You know? Right. So I think the next one is going to be solid state batteries. And I don't, and I, I don't for the audience, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, iPhone invented the smartphone. But I, I think, you know, like Apple didn't invent the smartphone. There were smarter phones at the time that had keyboards that were, you know, either running Android, you know, the Galaxy stuff at the time, um, you know, which ended up being like the Nexus stuff later. Um, but there was also, you know, the Nokia N95. Like that was a smartphone. It had a web browser. It had apps, you know. It wasn't a dumb phone. It, it, ha- it was a connected phone. But what There's I'm saying is like the revolution of smartphones is where it is because the iPhone took off. Right, I can agree. With Early that. Android was like basically no one cared about, you know. No. And then Samsung came along and made it popular, and now Android is to Android. I would say is what it is today because of Samsung. But yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that associate the word Samsung with anything to do with Android, anyways. Yeah. Definitely, Samsung had a hand in making Android popular. Um, yeah, and uh, and I would say, hey. I can't wait, and I hope it happens sooner than later. Yeah. Even if it's not solid state, but some type of, you know, progress in the battery industry. Yeah. Because definitely, it's it's the next step. Like everything is becoming mobile. Everything is is you know, depending on a a power source, and it's usually some type of battery. Yeah, yeah. It's endless. Like you could even see like if if this power becomes like really like if it's as good as they're saying it is, and this is just the infancy of the of the product just imagine like what it could become we're talking like electric flying planes you know what i mean yeah definitely this is just the beginning like we could see planes that are like an immense amount of power yet super light and have no problem flying yeah definitely we, we get could a quick see, charge at an we airport we could see that planes go electric you know god knows yeah. they and have I'm pretty the room sure to store gigantic batteries you know yes and and like i said like right now it probably doesn't make any sense because they break down the the temperatures they got to go through yeah. and you know just being a hazard you know like they they freaking allowed a samsung phone but they are also the almost... perfect candidate to be like basically you know supplemented by solar you know solar uh... right that's true yeah there's so many there's you know so many I mean? like imagine having two like electric engines you know your wings instead of being filled with fuel are fueled with solid state you know batteries and maybe other parts of the the plane right other parts where you wouldn't put fuel yeah and then but you're fine and then you have like solar panels like basically all over the outside of the plane or maybe just on the top parts you know and this is just us talking i'm pretty sure there's so many there's so many like like an actual pilot be like well they can't because of you know the way the plane works and da da da. like i bet you there is a million things but this is what we're thinking like this would be awesome like a world that we don't depend so much on fossil fuel. Yeah, I mean that's what we need. I think I think we need I think we need 
to live in a world in which sustainability and, you know, sustainability should be at the forefront, right? Like we've talked about 2019 was a big year because we talked about climate change and climate talks were a big part of the year, you know? Um, And people, I think, are being more aware of what we are doing to our environment and what that means for the long term. And uh, I think battery technologies and all these technologies in general, I hope will get us to a point where we aren't like a one use, you know, uh, type of environment, you know, type of society where we use things for like one or two years and then we throw them away. You know, we upcycle them or downcycle them or whatever, right. you know, or recycle them. or recycle them, you know. Um, but we know we live in a world, you know, better than I, but we live in a world where, you know, recycling is not clear cut. It's not as, it's not as simple. It's not as easy. No. You know, I was thinking the other day, and this is kind of a random side topic, but I was thinking about, you know, the solution to plastic straws is paper straws, right? But I, I remembered a conversation you and I had on a podcast about, the waxed cardboard that you guys can't process right. at work, basically. Right. They're not recycled in the same way a non yeah. waxed cardboard thinking, is. And, and I, certain people don't want to buy them. Like the, There's only an industry of recycling if there's a demand yes, for a product. Definitely. So if there isn't a demand, there's no recycling. Let's just put it that way. It's a lot cheaper to throw something in a landfill than it is to process it. And if no one wants to purchase it after it's processed, guess what they do? They would just throw it in a landfill. Exactly. In the end of the day, the green monster comes out. It's all about that money. So so what I was thinking to myself the other day was like, okay, so we made paper straws. How do paper straws not get soggy? Like, it's paper. But they do. Right? Have you ever No, but I mean, how does it straw? not immediately get soggy? You know, right. like it, it has a rigid form for a while. Like you have to leave it, it in does, the liquid 100%. for a while for it to get soggy. But it does get soggy. Yeah. And I think that's one of its downfalls. But I think right now. that the inside of it is still coated in something that probably makes it so that, yeah, it's paper, but it's not as recyclable as it could be. Kind of like what, um, what like a McDonald's cup. Yeah, exactly. That type inside. of like, you know, a McDonald's cup waxed. is paper, but it has like a waxed, you know, substance in the inside, exactly. like a layer. And I'm thinking and like maybe they from, do yeah. that with the straws now, not to the same extreme, right? Because obviously the outside is still paper, so it still gets soggy. But at least while you're slurping the shit up, it doesn't immediately like saturate from both sides at the same time. And here's here's my Here's my biggest issue. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, like, and we're talking about anybody you know or I know, and and I really don't want to go into the side attachment, uh, the side thing too long, but yeah. Uh, in the end of the day, you're drinking from a, a paper straw, a plastic straw, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Are you really throwing it in the recycling when you're done? Or are you just throwing out that whole cup in the garbage? Are you taking off the lid and putting it into the plastic recycling? I mean, it depends on the person. I would say m- most people don't. Like in, at my new house, that's what I'm saying. Like I think Sam most people don't. Strict recyclers. They're, right, right. No, I get that. But I'm saying most 
people out there. They're just like, oh, here's a whole cup. Most people garbage. actually don't know what to do with most things, to be honest. So they just assume they it goes 100%. into the garbage. And, and here's a really... Right. For example, a, a tissue example. box. The outside <laughs> is made of cardboard, right? But it has that plastic right. insert, right? That plastic right. insert is not recyclable, but the box no. is. So it's funny you say that because uh, one of the things we recycle that goes into a different section is also like... Um, envelopes because they have a plastic window some of them yeah that's like a different product you know yeah. what i mean like you need uh, to separate we, like mixed material right. pro things like need to be separated and then uh you have um an example is some parts of the city tell you to recycle differently than other parts of the city believe it or not oh really like if you go to toronto uh, if you look it up online right now it'll tell you that uh, styrofoam doesn't go into the recycling bin which it should not because it is not recyclable yeah in Mississauga, it'll tell you to put it into the recycling bin. Really? Yes. And why? I don't know. Weird. Maybe they've got a different sorting system in Mississauga. Maybe. I don't know. But maybe they, yeah. Uh, maybe they don't want to re, re educate people to confuse them. Yeah. On um, this doesn't go in recycling. I mean, styrofoam is basically a plastic. But it shouldn't go in recycling. No, we, but it's definitely not recyclable. recyclable. I've never heard of right. anybody being able to turn old styrofoam into something new. I mean, maybe there is. I haven't heard about it either. But yeah. But again, it goes back to like, weird that, you know, two different cities tell you to do two different things. It goes back to like province. the knowledge, right? Like we don't have the knowledge. Like I have an app on my phone called TO Waste or some shit. And if I'm not sure about something, I just look it up, you know, and it tells me, okay, this is a mixed material. Make sure you do this and put it there and make sure and take the other part and put it in the garbage, you know. Or most people don't realize that you have a napkin at your table, right? And you have an organic bin. Okay. Um, when you're done and you didn't fully finish your food, you're going to put the garbage from your, you know, you're going to put your food in the green bin, right? But you're, you should also be putting your napkin in the green bin because it's a soiled napkin. Right. You should. Right. And most people don't think that. They go, oh, I'll put the napkin in the garbage or I'll just put the food in the garbage or whatever, right? Like, And the napkin shouldn't go in a recycling bin if it's been soiled. Exactly. It should, only non-soiled like papers should be going into the recycling bin. You know, like a cardboard box from a cereal or, you know, uh, you know, the paper bag you got from fucking McDonald's that had all your shit in it. You know, that should be put into the recycling. You right. Know, stuff like that. But again, it's it's comes back to education. But going back to what I was trying to say is that like, you know, we live in a world and 2020, I think we'll see more of this. We live in a world in which people are starting to be more cognizant of the effects of things on Earth. You know, I was thinking the other day as another example is what happens to the, you know, all of these boxed mattress brands keep saying, you know, have that. 100-day sleep guarantee, right? What happens to the mattresses if I don't want it after 30 days, you know? So you go online, some places say, oh, we'll donate them or we'll recycle them. They throw them out. And I'm thinking to myself, you can't recycle foam. Last I checked, it's foam. Like, I don't know what you can turn foam into. Like, I could I'm, be wrong, I'm but... I'm pretty sure they throw them out. And I've seen plenty of mattresses. So that's what I'm saying. So our... we live in this economy where 
these cool new tech things, right? Like we live in a world where you can order a mattress that comes in a box to your house. You know, no longer do you need to go to a place to lay down on a mattress and buy it. You know what I mean? But what does that mean for the environment? What does that mean? What, like, what are we doing? You know, we live in a, an era where like we are incentivized to upgrade our phone every year, every two years, right? What does that mean for the old phone? In my case, it means that it'll sit in a drawer forever or it gets sold to somebody else. Like in your case, it's also the same. It'll either get sold to somebody else or, you know, you use it as a backup phone. You know what I mean? But for some people, I wouldn't doubt that like they go to a Best Buy, you know, and maybe recycle it or it just sits in a drawer forever, you know? And not that that's a problem, but we... We need to be more uh, cognizant of like how how we leverage technology and how we replace our technology and what that means for the environment, especially because there are certain things in technology that just can't be recycled. You know, it's like a one use, you know, component or a one use material, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But talking about garbage. Okay. Did you hear about that new Xbox Series X? Why is it garbage? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a goddamn segue <laughs> from your goddamn garbage talk, uh, your rant on about recycling. Sorry. Like, are we going to go into, like, the bushfires in Australia? Because Oh, uh, we can. Sure we can. No, I'm fucking with you. That sure as hell is polluting the hell out of the, the air right now. More monoxide, carbon monoxide than we get in years is being produced right now in Australia. And and I'm not ignoring the this fact man just that said, "Are we going to get into it?" And like literally got into it. I'm not ignoring the fact that a bunch of people are are losing their homes and dying, and and hundreds of animals, you know. But I'm just saying, maybe we should save that for another podcast. Well, you already covered talking it, about, so we don't have to cover it. Talking about podcast. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, the so new Xbox, the new Xbox, colon the new Xbox Series X. It's not the Series Xbox Series X. X. It's not an Xbox One X. It's just an Xbox, and this version is going to be called the Series X. Really? Is that the way it's yes. working? Yes. This is not the new. The new Xbox is not called the Xbox Series X. It's just called the Xbox, and this edition of the Xbox is the Series X. I'm happy you cleared that up because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of. It's almost like a vehicle now. There's going to be a different series. Yeah. Of Xbox, so you know, they've just like implied your... that there's actually going to be this is like the most powerful version and that they're going to release a not as powerful version that's cheaper. Um, but I think we're moving to a world with the Xbox where it's essentially just a PC. Um, I agree. The, the specs like kind of really point that out. Like for the longest, the, the new generation being based on the x86 architecture, basically for those who don't know what that means, that means that the new consoles are a lot like PCs, even though they're consoles. So when you develop for this console, it's a lot like developing for a PC. Very similar. Which is great. Which is great. I think we're getting closer to that. And here, go ahead. Sir. Um, and this Xbox, the Series X, will be the most powerful version. And all of these systems, why they have that x86 architecture is because they use the AMD Zen platform, I think it's called. So the chips that are used in them are from AMD. They're the Zen chips, the Zen architecture, um, which means that you could see things like, you know, the Ryzen type stuff happen for these type of consoles eventually. 
and again, they're basically just PCs. They're basically all-in-one PCs that run a custom OS, essentially. Um, I would only say the only difference between a PC is like um, getting into the iPhone situation where hardware and software are married. Maybe in a better situation because it's just it's got one one job to do. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's the PC for the non PC user. It's the PC game. Right, we, we've talked about non, it in the past. Right. The difference between a console and a PC is that a PC is a tad bit more complex if things go wrong. It's not as like games are good enough now that like the chances if you have a decent PC, you know, mid tier PC. The chances of you loading up a game and getting an error is like highly unlikely. You know, you know. It's not like back in the it's day. It's not like back, back in the, the day. day. It's awful. not like, oh my god, I need to figure out why this this DLL is like causing my thing to crash or whatever. Yes. Like it, it's There's it's not three that drivers anymore. missing. Like PCs are basically consoles because you know the games to do with the games 10. and manufacturers don't want that headache of having to deal with having to support you know, from, from a, like a, a call in perspective, you know, someone who's having an issue, you know, would you agree? Windows 10 made it a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, Windows 10 standardizes a lot because Windows 10 is the last windows that'll ever be released, you know, and it just keeps getting, yeah, they'll just, they're going to do what the Mac does. Just keep upgrading windows 10. Like the Mac OS has been on OS 10 for forever. We're on OS 10.13. Like, Every year, there's a new point. Next year is going to be point fourteen, and the year after that is going to be point fifteen. Like that, they haven't left ten, and I don't think they ever will, and I don't think Windows will either. Uh, they've started a platform, and they'll keep working at it. I think that's the biggest shift at Microsoft since. And there's also a shift with the Xbox in this cu- current generation, and you'll see it more in the next generation. The shift is. You no longer need an Xbox to play Xbox exclusive games. No longer. Xbox is now a platform. It's not a console. It's not a PC. It's a platform. Xbox Game Pass is on the PC. It's also on the Xbox consoles. You're going to see that cloud streaming thing, xCloud, whatever it ends up being named later. Maybe it's Game Pass Cloud. Who, Who knows? That will also be on both platforms. And it may be accessible from other platforms, such as phones, such as a Switch, such as maybe if they cut a deal with Sony on a PS5. You know, I don't, I think we're getting to a point where I had this talk with a friend. Xbox, if you're buying an Xbox for exclusive games, don't, especially if you have a PC. Because you can play them on PC. If you are buying an Xbox because you just want an Xbox and you like the convenience of a console, then buy the Xbox. I know those two go hand in hand. Like, if it has good exclusives, I'm going to want to buy, you know, the platform. If, if, I, if, if, I, if I'm a person who likes both those things, a console and exclusives will make up my decision, then go with an Xbox. But it's it's no longer a thing. Like you could play eventually new Xbox games on your phone, right? From xCloud. Like we're getting to a point where Xbox is not a thing. It's a platform. But this Xbox Series X, to come back to it, is uh, a new piece of hardware. 
a new piece of hardware that's going to launch in 2020 fall that's been confirmed holiday um and so far they showed one game which was uh which looked amazing by the way looked amazing i think it was hell something yeah hellblade 2 um and supposedly the rumors that Halo Infinite will also be on it as well. Um, no one knows what the cost is going to be, but this thing has some really interesting like specs that they've kind of talked about. Can, can I go into some of the specs? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So yeah, I'll go into some specs now. Just to clarify, these are rumored specs still. So none of these are, you know, they're they're close. Well, they've it's been talked about. To the point- like someone said right. this out loud, right? Whether we'll see them in all this form or not is a different or thing. Or all the versions. Yeah, right? or I'm all the versions. But like so like- far, they've said like this. This is what we intend for it to do, basically. So this is, from my understanding, what we're getting. We should be getting all together a twelve teraflop machine. Okay. Which for those that's don't know, it just means that's really a huge, powerful. I think the the last the Xbox One X was maybe what six or nine. I don't know. Teraflops? Six. I would say it's like cl- probably closer to six. So double the power of the Xbox One. Probably. X, okay. Think about it that way. Twelve to sixteen gigs of DDR RAM six, from what I, from what I've understood. Okay. Yeah. So that I just looked it up. Xbox One X teraflops is six. Six. Okay. So it's double the power. Of your current Xbox One X. Yep. And like we've talked about before, the NVMe solid state hard drives are going to be in this thing. So yep. loading times are going to be a lot faster. And that's what we've been seeing from, you know, Sony. There's been like, you know, uh, leaks of videos at Sony because they're also doing NVMe SSDs. And they are showing off like how fast games load now in comparison to the previous generation. Right. And I, and if, uh, I know they're still going to be capable of doing 4K. I can't remember what the frame rate. I know it will be able to produce 120 frames I think it's 4K 60 is what they promised. 60? Uh, but they keep pushing thing is, like, this thing could do 8K potentially. It is. That's what they're saying. It's going to be able to possibly do 8K. We're just at the point where uh, 4K jumping to 8K right now is kind of like having you know, your Xbox meant to be played at 1080, yeah. but you're kind of playing 4K, but at slower frame rates. Yep. You know what I mean? So the an, a, a really cool thing because of the architecture and everything that's being used here, because of all this, they're still promising backwards compatibility with hardware and software. This is a big deal. Yeah, I mean... That means all your old games, you know, especially digitally, they're going to work on your console. That means... Your library extends all the way back to, and not every but single can. game, but extends they can, all the way even back if it's to, not at a hardware level. They can because of no, X-Cloud. no software wise, yes. But I'm saying four generations in one console, right? The Xbox One, the 360, the Xbox One X, and now the Xbox, and then series whatever you have, yeah. right? That's four generations of console of gaming all in one. That's amazing. What people are saying is that if you want to compare it to a graphics card, you it's actually comparable to an RTX twenty eighty Ti. Yeah. Which is a big deal. That's like that's like a thousand plus dollar video card that you're most likely gonna be getting in a I'd say probably like seven hundred dollar max console. Yeah. I, I can't see them going. Uh, I mean I, you would hope so. 
Right, I'd hope so. I'd hope they'd you'd, stick around their hope five ninety nine. So. Yeah, exactly. Right, they're five ninety nine, maybe. You know what I mean? I could see them getting higher depending on the series. Well, you in get. the U.S., the the original Xbox launched at four ninety nine, so I wouldn't. Okay, if it's so, anything below that, I'd be really surprised. But this is a big deal. Like, hey, everybody wants to build a gaming PC. What? And then again, this does limit you to whatever the console is playing. Um, you know, whatever yeah. whatever content is available on that console. And that's where it matters for a lot of people. But, hey, let's talk about this. You're getting, like, an amazing gaming system. Yeah. Strictly made for gaming because, it's hey, huge. we all know. This is, like, a big it, deal. This is a big deal. I yeah, will this say. this is a huge step in gaming. I'm not buying one. And the reason? I don't need it. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm I not buying one either. I think for $700, let's just say, theoretically. I'd rather put my money towards a newer graphics card for my PC than because I have a fairly recent decent PC. Right. I I would say my graphics card is decent. My PC's not that old. But I would I it would rather invest the four or five hundred six hundred seven hundred dollars in something to improve my existing PC than to buy a console. So there's only one thing I would disagree on my end is that. As much as console, uh, sorry, as much as PC gaming has evolved in the sense of, uh, you know, user friendly, yeah. I still think there's a lot of areas where it, it still glitches out. And for an example, I'll give you uh, my TV. Um, you know, let's say it has a gaming mode or it has an HDR okay. mode or whatever it is. Uh, let's say you turn on your TV and and your console does have HDR gaming. And and let's say you have a smart TV that that you know reads into input signals. Even at that point, sometimes it is a bit confusing on whether it wants to turn HDR on, free sync, whether it wants to use um, you know game mode. And I've noticed with a console, there's none of that. You turn on your console, it automatically goes into gaming mode. Yeah. It automatically. Uh, all the free sync options and all that work perfectly. And then but you, again, you could, that's because I, it's I think you can chalk that up to the current graphics cards that exist in PCs, which is the thing that's going to handshake with your TV. They don't support a lot of that stuff, right? Right. And and and. But it's you not. Go, I'm though, not. You you could make the argument then in a couple of months, you know, Nvidia would probably release something that, you know, changes that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. There, there's no there's no for. there's nothing left behind. Right. Like and and I, I don't I feel like that's so insignificant to the versus the benefit you get to using. I mean, if you already have a PC, that's different. But, you know, if you have a PC, I think your investment in your money should be in improving your PC versus if it needs to be improved, obviously, versus buying a console. Like, again, I see the value in console for people who need it, but all the reasons and why I used to buy consoles, I don't have them anymore. You know what I mean? I used to buy a console because I wanted to play games, major titles, first party titles with my friends. There's two parts to that. Party chat and the game itself. One of them has been solved for a very long time. The Xbox app on the PC allows me to chat with anybody on the console, no matter what. And then the other thing they recently did is said that they announced that all first-party titles will be on both platforms. So now, 
I don't ever have to worry. I can I can buy Gears Five and play it with my console friends. I can buy Call of Duty and play it with my console friends. Like there has been this such this can resurgence I? of like cross platform play that the kind of the reasons why I used to buy a console are no longer there for me. Can I interrupt? Yeah, go for it. It's so weird. Me and you have a totally different experience when it comes to the PC uh, gaming, uh, especially multiplayer. So I've tried playing Forza 4 with my brother or, or Gears of War with my brother, Ricardo, who yeah. plays on an Xbox and I'll play on my PC. Yeah. I have so many issues getting like audio to work properly, microphones from my my uh, controller for it picking up the audio on my mic. Well, I mean, that's that's different, it. right? Like, I don't use the controller audio, right? So I, I, I right, can't you're speak using, to that. But th- there again, like, I just want to be able to have the same experience on my console, on my PC. So on my console, I've already purchased this Xbox controller with this Xbox headset yeah. manufactured and made for a Microsoft product. I want to carry it over with my adapter or through Bluetooth, whichever way, and connect it to my Xbox, which Microsoft tells me they've taken their time on on making sure that uh, you know it's compatible, and then hooking up my mic, and then it's being like, I can't find it, and then there's an issue on where it wants to send the audio, whether it's the TV or playing around with the settings, yeah. and, and nothing works. But then again, when I look at these apps, they're all still in beta. Like the, conver- like the, the messaging app on on PC, on the Xbox app, is still a beta. It is not an official app yet. Oh, yeah. No, that's why I still use the so, old like, app. There's I still, still bugs, use the old right? app. I don't use the new beta app. I didn't even know there was an option. I just downloaded whatever app's on the app yeah, store. Yeah, there's the console companion. That's the one you should be using. And then the new Xbox beta. I don't like the new Xbox beta app. I, I don't think it works I have to look time. this up. I'm going to need some, some information on this. Maybe I'm the one who's making the I, error here. But I don't think it works half like, the time. And it's just it's just not well polished right now. It, it doesn't seem like an app that's made for humans. made for robots. I don't know what the fuck is going okay, on. Okay, I'll have to, have to look this up. Okay, so that... that I would say that's where it differs. Like there's times where I want to play on my PC because I know graphically it's more powerful and things look a lot nicer on my PC running versus my my console. Again, I, I don't know if this is going to solve for your using the controller as your audio source situation. That I have I have no – again, I'm a person who plays with a wireless headset that's attached to their PC. Like so. See, but I've tried that as well. I've tried a Bluetooth headset connected to my pc and the audio will go through but now it won't pick up the microphone but using your your but using like a receiver or like no no just like just a regular bluetooth headset connected to bluetooth yes so like i'll give you an example i can't talk to that either (laughs) oh okay like when i'm talking about like a headset i'm talking like i have a dedicated headset with its own receiver that's connected to the receiver yes so here we go we're in difference see now you're talking about in the end of the day, like when you say that to someone, right? Yeah. When you're like, hey, this setup works for me. You just have to buy this, this. Like, you're right. If you're a PC gamer and you have this already, it doesn't make sense to get a console. But if you're thinking about both right now, yeah, the console 100% makes sense. No, it definitely does. I mean, if you have the utilities and stuff, like your situation is easily solved with a proper PC headset, right? That is your issue. Which I own. You are trying. Which I own. You you know you are trying to make the console controller thing work 
And again, I have no experience with it because I've never used it. Um, so I can't, I can't speak to it. Um, and I would assume that it should work, but it, it has issues. But there's, in my experience with my setup, which is just a regular old PC with two monitors, the, the, the PC headset, right? Mine in this case is wireless. It used to be wired. I have no issues. Like I can talk to all my friends. The only time I have audio issues is when I fuck things up. Is when like I have this application I use called Voice Meter Banana. And sometimes I have it configured wrong. And when I do, um, it's clear that things break, you know. But as soon as I fix it, as soon as I, you know, set it up or as soon as I do whatever, it's fine. It works. But I'm able to converse converse with my friends on Xbox, and I do every once in a while. And I'm able to play games with them, which is, I think, a really important piece. I mean, I remember conversations that you and I used to have. as like, why, why... Why didn't you and I buy a PlayStation 5? One, because our friends weren't on that platform. And two, there wasn't enough of a game library for us to care, right? And I No, I, I agree. I think 100%. If you had your choice right now, and let's say you're a Microsoft, you're a Microsoft user, as in Microsoft Xbox, then a PC, definitely, for so many reasons, including even storage, which is so much easier to upgrade, uh, and 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 get a, a better storage and a bigger storage, uh, even a solid state, yeah. which has become more affordable than you'll be able to do on any console. Well, even if you plug an external hard drive, it's not really going to be as fast as an an internal, uh, you know, solid state. Definitely. So one hundred percent, I agree. Like the PC would be the way to go, and that's my choice for gaming. I do all my gaming PC, and very rarely do I play multiplayer. Um, but the times I chose to. I, I had some issues. I'm not going to lie. And I, I could easily have solved those issues by connecting my uh, Logitech head, headset, which is an actual gaming headset, to my PC. But unlike you, my PC is set up in my living room as my main entertainment. Yeah. And therefore, it is not in front of me, and it wouldn't be so simple to plug in uh, a wire. It wouldn't even reach me, to be honest, uh, on the couch where I play. And I could have gone wireless at the time. I didn't need it. It was more expensive. And that headset on my Xbox actually worked fine being plugged into the controller. Yeah. So there's probably something I could figure out if I really wanted to. I, my whole point was it wasn't just plug and play, right? It wasn't just plug and play and it worked. And you kind of get that experience from a console where realistically 99% of the time it's plug and play. Yeah. On a PC, it's come very close to being plug and play, but I, I wouldn't I, but say. But I think I think what I'm getting yet. at is that I think for most people it will be plug and play, right? I mean, like you're in a very particular situation, but and you made mention to like the cost of the wireless headset wasn't in the budget at the time, right? But like for anybody right. who built a PC and was doing this, like these are aspects of it that they would think about and invest in, right? Thus being plug and play. Right. It's not if anybody who's going the method you went, whereas, oh, I already have this stuff and I want to see if it can work with my PC. They might come across the same problems as you do. Right. Or you did. But anybody who's who has a PC and is going about it, the brand like the way, not the brand new way, but like thinking it through from a PC perspective. Right. Like, what do I need for my PC? Well, 
since I sit this far, I probably need a wireless headset, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? I probably need a dongle for my Xbox controller, so on and so forth. Like, I think already, if you were to buy a PC right now and just go out and buy a wireless headset for your PC with a receiver and and the dongle, I think it's now just a little USB for your Xbox controllers. Boom, done. Yes. Easy. It's done. Like, there's nothing to think about. You plug it in, it automatically installs drivers, and you're good. You're done. Like, if you have issues from that point saying. on, that's either, I think, something wrong with OS, something wrong with your hardware, or you just don't know how to configure things. That's another thing. Like, the knowledge of how to configure stuff on a PC is a totally different thing, right? And yes, that that is another barrier to entry. I totally agree. You know, especially if you're not a tech-savvy person. But I think like the convenience of being an Xbox gamer on console and transitioning to PC is like super easy now, you know, like no longer are you required. Like, here's another big thing um, that is like for me who just bought a house is a huge thing Um, on a PC. I don't have to pay for Xbox Live. Just not a thing. Right. I don't have to pay to talk to my friends and play multiplayer games. You know, and even their their like PC uh, Game Pass right now, which is just a beta, yeah, is only like five ninety nine or exactly. something like that. Like, it's, it's I, really I cheap. Don't... You don't get the whole, you don't get the whole library you get on the console, but you do get the important ones. I'd say, but you get all the first party titles, the all major the first ones, party titles, and though right. I'm assuming continue to garner deals with companies to put games on that platform, you know. It's huge. And I think I think this new console, just to get back to that, I think this new console is great and it's going to be super powerful and it's going to be great for a lot of people. But I think I, I think what I was trying to get at is before you go out and pre-order this console whenever it becomes available, I think people need to think about where they should invest their money considering that an Xbox these days, especially this Series X, like in theory can cost just as much as you know a lot of money and that money is something you can think about as should i invest this money in this console or should i invest this money and buy a decent pc that can probably perform just as well as that console for slightly more and, and can do many other yeah, things and can too, do right? more other other things as well a pc is more than just a gaming console and like the experience of this of certain things you can do on a pc um depending again what you use it for outweigh you know any console but yeah you could just use it for youtube user. like a friend of ours you know yeah, who you are ben <laughs> but no here let's do the flip side of that we have another friend who does youtube just on the console so a pc really doesn't make sense for him right and i'm talking about danny i've yeah. seen plenty of times he's using youtube so if you're one of those people where like hey i use my pc literally for youtube i search up things once in a while which i mostly do on my phone and for Netflix, then the console is still it, the it, best it, solution sorry, it, kind of, it also depends on where you spend most of your time. Do you spend most of your time in front of a TV? Do you spend most of your time at a desk? You know, Are you gaming on monitors? Are you gaming on a TV? Like Danny's case, he games and on a TV. And there's another thing. Right? I game on right, monitors, you game on a TV. 100%, I would say yeah. a console, maybe not in your case, but a console makes sense for Danny. You know, A console I don't think makes sense for Ben because Ben sits at a desk when he games. You know, he sits at a desk with monitor. With a monitor. And, with a monitor, Right? Yeah. Like, it actually makes more sense to go 
for Ben to go the PC route, right, than for him to go to the console route. But, you know, comf being comfortable with it, he'll probably go with the console route. You know, Danny, it makes more sense for him to go to the console route. In theory, it makes more sense for you, based on you having a setup in front of a TV, to go the console route, because it's just, just way more convenient. But there's a part of me that goes, you already have the PC, so why? You know what I mean? I agree, yes. Um, but ag again, like you could spend like a hundred bucks of the seven hundred dollars buy uh, a headset with a receiver. You already have the Xbox controller. You already have the Xbox dongle. You're done, right? Unless there are games no, that are going to come out on the Xbox that you want to play that aren't on PC, that maybe aren't first party titles, then that's a different story. You know what I mean? I 100% believe that the PC, in my case, I barely, and you probably could see this yourself, barely touch my console when it comes for gaming. Yeah. Like, before I we started this podcast, I was playing a little Forza, and that was on my PC as usual, just because I just, you know, I've I, first of all, I've invested the money and built a pretty decent PC, and uh, I want to use it. Second of all, right after I turn off the game, I use my PC for many other things. Yeah. So like, like with pornography console, and all kinds. And, and, <laughs> and I'm telling you, when I when I purchased my which was an upgrade from my Xbox yeah. one to the Xbox one X, there really wasn't much on the game pass. There was no reason if the game pass was in the stage it is now. I don't even know if it existed yet, but if it is in the stage it was now, I would have never upgraded the console. Yeah, just because I think the game pass for the PC, especially with the for um with the titles with the uh, what do you call it sorry the first party uh, titles first party titles it's it's like for me that pass is enough because i'm not a hardcore gamer it is enough at, at buying the year of that pass to be fine with pc yeah. gaming 100 percent. like hey all the main games i wanted to play on xbox are available and any pc games i've been dying to play i just wait till they go on sale and, and that happens like often enough where it lot, doesn't matter a lot yeah, yeah. And there's so many even brand new games, games you can get at a discount, even you know, 10, 15 percent. But it's still a discount. Here's 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 something they were selling. Um, I don't know which and uh, which um, sorry, ADM video card it was, but they were giving you option of like three games. Yeah. It was like uh, Borderlands, uh, the Outer Worlds and then like another game. And you had a choice. A lot of people bought those video cards, but have already owned the yeah. games. So they just sell. Them. So I bought borderlands for 30 dollars a code off someone yeah, that's dope you know what i mean like and that's when the game was at its prime at like the most and there's avenues everywhere whether it's buying cd keys on site which are people just getting rid of cd keys they own or however they get it or you know searching um sites on sale like humble uh bundle or like steam sales like there's so many sales out there and there's so many avenues which on a console you really just have like a used physical version or a digital sale. That's it. Yeah, definitely. You know, or you can go on these sites too that sell, uh, you know, keys as well. But it's it's much harder. There's a lot of region locking. Yeah, all that. I agree. All right, all right. I think uh, I think we got a lot I here. Think that sums it up. All right, that's gonna be it for today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back eventually. I don't know when, but um, yeah. We'll be back eventually, and uh, bye. Peace. Kaka! Kaka! <laughs>
Sam called, and if he didn't go, he's about to get his ass whooped. I don't hear him breathing anymore. <laughs> I think she got him. Rest in peace, soldier. You were a good man. But she's a better woman.